Thanks for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. We upload new episodes every Monday and Friday. Be sure to listen to Uncaged Voice on Twitch or YouTube and listen to the Red Pill Current News Podcast on all major audio platforms every Wednesday and Saturday for current news and special interviews. Here are your hosts, Donny Cage and the Kentucky Guy. and welcome to season two premiere of against the match wrestling podcast hey i'm one of your hosts the kentucky guy oh yeah unfortunately donny cage will not be with us this episode but i do hope that everybody is having a fantastic monday evening we do have a lot going on in the wrestling world uh if this is your first time listening be sure to uh, hit that follow or subscribe button. We do drop new episodes here every Monday and Friday. We talk about wrestling past, present, and future promotions and superstars, pay-per-views, and all of that good stuff. Also, if you get a chance, check out YouTube or Twit, Uncaged Voice. That is the other podcast that Donnie co-hosts. Uh, he actually created that one. Also, uh, if you want to hear some uh, some different types of interviews and political and news around the world, Check out the Red Pill Current News Podcast. I host it, and we drop new episodes there every Wednesday and Saturday. All right, so uh, if you did miss the previous episode, it was a celebration on our 50th episode and the finale for Season 1. So we are officially now into Season 2. Uh-huh. So now, if you ever want to be a guest, on the show, or you have any questions for Donnie or myself, you can always email us at ol Kentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. That's ol Kentucky spelled out 99 at yahoo.com. All right, so let's get into it. We've got a lot of stuff to make up for because uh, we actually <clears throat> didn't talk about any results <laughs> on the last episode uh, because we, you know, it was a celebration and that's a was a great episode. I know a lot of you have already listened to it. Uh, the uh, listen to number is, is pretty high, and we definitely appreciate that. Uh, but it is a great episode. If you haven't checked it out, Donnie and I discuss uh, our top 50 a piece. by the way. So you're actually getting a top 100, our top 50 uh, favorite matches over the years. So, yeah, you get a chance to uh, check it out. But, uh, yeah, let's move on to the news. All right, so let's start off this week with uh, Dynamite match results. Uh, yeah, all, <laughs> all the way from last Wednesday. Like I said, we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Uh, so we had John Moxley uh, defending his world title against Hangman Adam Page. Uh, if you don't know yet, Moxley did win, retained his title, of course, which we all thought he would. However, uh, Adam Page did get injured uh, in the match. And he received a, uh, 
Oh, man, a pretty bad uh, concussion. Uh, I did read some reports. The jaw of Paige's um, was a, it actually, the way it hit the mat, he turned he turned his head to the left. And when he comes down, if you haven't seen it, it's it's horrible. It's a horrible uh, thing. It looks just like whiplash. But the way he landed on his neck, uh, it could, it was, it had enough energy and force behind it, according to the doctor, that uh, he could have uh, sustained brain damage. Now, Adam Page has put out on his Twitter that he's recovering just fine, but the way we've seen, uh, the way we've seen his body, and this is according to the doctor, uh, the way we've seen his body land, it does suggest that it's it's from some type of concussion because he just went limp. If you didn't notice, he, he just went limp after the move. So, you know, our, whether you like him as a wrestler or you don't, I mean, everybody knows I'm not a big fan of his wrestling, but, man, I pray and hope that he, you know, he ends up just fine and, uh, uh, you know, returns to the ring. Uh, you know, so definitely prayers for him and his family. Uh, sometimes you have to, you know, there's a separation when it comes to wrestling into real life. And, you know, this is real life stuff. And these guys, you know, People can sit there and say, you know, they're, oh, wrestling's fake, it's fake, it's fake. Okay, I'm not saying it's not scripted, but let me see you get out there and jump off the top rope and, you know, do a frog splash on somebody. Yeah. <laughs> then tell me how fake it is. We also had another title up for grabs on Dynamite, uh, the Ring of Honor world title. It was Chris Jericho versus Dalton Castle. Uh, Jericho won the match, uh, which, uh, you know, does that surprise anybody? <laughs> I mean, uh, of course he's going to beat Don Castle. Don Castle was a Ring of Honor champion. Yes, yes, I understand that. However, this is Chris Jericho. He's the GOAT right now that's currently wrestling. So, of course, by the way, Chris Jericho, just to stop all of the rumors about uh, Chris Jericho ending back up with Triple H's uh, WWE, and I'm one of those guys. I would like to see it, too. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. You guys know that. Um, he did sign an extension with AEW to 2025. I received that report earlier today. So 2025. So he's not going anywhere for a while. The AEW interim women's world title. Uh, we had uh, the current, I don't know if you can call her champion or belt holder or what. Because uh, it's a fake title in my eyes, uh, we had Storm Tony Storm versus Sheeta. Uh, Storm won the match. Uh, we did have the uh, AEW uh, trios title, Death Triangle versus Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. Uh, thank God, AEW did not make the same mistake they did on the Atlantic title, and they did let the uh, Death Triangle. Uh, win the match and keep their belts, which they should. We had MJF, uh, the best in the game. He came out to the ring and confronted William Regal. And that was pretty amazing. I didn't know, uh, I have to be completely honest, as big of a fan as I am, I had no idea that uh, MJF tried out when he was 19 years old in front of William Regal. And Dean Malenko and Arn Anderson. I, I had 
I, I didn't know anything about this. Uh, evidently, he impressed uh, William Regal. William Regal was going to give him a a shot at the at becoming a WWE uh, superstar. However, once MJF told him his age of nineteen, he basically told MJF, "This is Regal talking," that he was too young. He did say that he would, for MJF to continue to send him his wrestling tapes, his promos, going forward, so he can keep an eye on him and help him out. After so many months of doing this, uh, William Regal tells MJF he can no longer review his footage, but make a name for himself, and, and the WWE will find out about it. Maxwell, MJF, makes the statement that he actually wanted to kill himself. But he wasn't going to let people like William Regal win. And now, Mr. Regal has become a joke to him, a bitter, washed-up old man. So, William Regal, so he, he tells, you know, he does his slogan, uh, I'm GF, I'm MJF, I'm GF, I'm MJF, and I'm better than you, and you know it. But then, William Regal grabs the microphone. At age 16, Regal tells him that he left his house to fight grown men at carnivals because he wanted to become a pro wrestler. He tells MJF that, uh, he didn't cast him aside but he wanted to light a fire under him because he knew how good he could be and if all it took was an email to light his fire then MJF has had it pretty easy I just uh, uh, I'm just going to put this out there so, William Regal was a decent wrestler back in the day. I think AEW builds him to be a lot better than what he actually was. Uh, he is no, and by no means, MJF material. Uh, he never got to those uh, heights. WCW, sure, he had a good run there. Uh, I don't think he was ever world champion, though. Uh, and he really, he was a better a better GM in NXT, in my this is my opinion, than he ever was as a wrestler. So before before he can actually walk off and leave MJF in the ring and telling this great wrestler, the guy who's on top right now, he still has a lot to learn. It's kind of laughable. In my opinion, very laughable. Anyways, okay, so let's move on uh, to the uh, this week's what they have so far. Uh, Dynamite, the uh, match card for this week, and Dynamite is scheduled to be back on Wednesday. For all of you that were wondering, uh, it looks like so far we have booked the AEW Tag Team Championship is going to be on the line. 
the number one contenders uh, are FTR, uh, Dax Hardwood, and uh, Cash Wheeler. They will be facing uh, Swerve and Our Glory with uh, Swerve Strickland and that big old fat guy, Keith Lee. So I hope uh, FTR lays these guys to rest and they finally separate like they should have weeks ago. Your thoughts? Oh, that's right. He can't defend him. He's not here. Hmm. How sad. Uh, <laughs> then we have uh, Riho versus Jamie Hayter. Uh, who cares? Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho and Daniel Garcia will be facing the Black pool combat club uh claudio and wheeler yuda i'm sure that garcia and jericho will have the uh have their fill with beating those old boys up so that'll be fun uh brian danielson back in the ring he'll be facing sammy Guevara. uh it's time for uh brian danielson to lose another match so i look for sammy to take that over he's had quite a bit of heat on him since the eldrande backstage issues so he needs a uh, a positive win. And who else but to take your frustrations out than the American Dragon. So, And also the AEW World Championship will be on the line. This is an interesting match. John Moxley versus one of the best in the game right now. Uh, Penta. Penta L Zero. Who I always, I always call him Penta Dark because that's my favorite character of his. But yeah, so that should be an interesting match. Uh, Pena definitely, he's, he's been world champion other places. So, uh, to completely look over him and say, why is he in this match? Wouldn't make any sense at all. Plus, he's the current, uh, part of the current trio, uh, tag team champions. So, <clears throat> could be interesting. You never know. I mean, I don't, uh, they, they've got so much stock in John Moxley right now. I don't see them, uh, actually doing what they should and letting Pena, walk away at the title, but it is Dynamite, it is Tony Khan, so you just don't know. All right, so let's talk about uh, what's next here. Oh, the uh, Rampage match results uh, from Friday. The AEW World Tag Team Championship match, the Acclaim versus the Varsity Athletes, uh, Josh Wood and Tony Nese. Uh, let's see. It looks like the acclaim did win that match. Uh, and they not only retained their titles, but they retained their trademark, their trademark. Oh, the scissoring, ah, the scissoring trademark, which is stupid anyways. Uh, how much longer are we going to indulge these guys with the title? Really, Tony Khan, you are making these titles seem more and more, uh, the tag team titles seem more less relevant by the champions that you're putting it on. Finally, you got FTR, somebody in the mix who would be a legitimate title holder and give some legitimacy to the tag team titles. But are you going to let old fat boy and uh, Strickland win the titles or win the number one contender? God, we hope not, but let's see what happens because who knows what you guys are doing these days. Let's just be honest about it. The TBS champion, Jade Cargill vowed to reclaim her property during an interview with Tony Schiavone. A deal was brokered so Gray uh, could take Penelope Ford's place in a match that night uh, as Ford, uh, as she was injured. I gave you Leela tonight. 
I want my belt back tonight, uh, Cargill said. And then we had the FTW Championship match. Hook versus Trustbusters, uh, Ari Davari. Hook wins. Uh, it looks like that uh, Ari was trying to, and I, that, that this Trustbusters faction just needs to be split up. We need to just say, okay, nice try, you know. Uh, it, it just needs to go. Uh, they have an amazing talent on there that's wasting away. And I'm not talking about Ari Davari. <laughs> but anyways, uh, it looks like they tried to either recruit Hook or pay him off or something because Ari mentioned that check he must not like checks. He pulled out money. Uh, Hook slaps it out of his hand, and then uh, the match goes on. It does look like Ari gets the upper hand for just a little bit. However, Hook comes off, puts him in the uh, submission move, and it's over. Then we have Leela Gray with Kira Hogan versus Willow Nightingale. Uh, Willow hit Leo with a high roundhouse kick, finished her off with the doctor bomb, and then pinned her for the one, two, three. Tony Schiavone comes to the ring and announces that Willow is officially All Elite. But then the TBS champion, the real TBS champion, uh, Jada Cargill, comes down to the ring with a steel chair in hand. Uh, she sits down with a microphone and she says, Nyla, since I'm... <laughs> Since I'm a classy woman, I'm going to give you 10 seconds to bring my belt back to me. Nyla shows up on the big screen with Vicky and Marina. Nyla and, J Nyla and Jade's belt and asked if she was looking for it. Then they drove away in supposedly Jada's car. That's the end of that. That match doesn't happen once again. And then we have the... Uh, the match of the, uh, the, uh, not the match of the night, but the main event, which was, uh, the All Atlantic Championship match, uh, freshly squeezed the current champion, uh, with, uh, Dan Hilson and the, his best friends versus Dark Orders 10, uh, who came out with negative one. And then we had, uh, LAF's, uh, LFL's, uh, whatever they're called now, uh, Rush, who doesn't need this Jose guy, the assistant, with him at all. Uh, Andrade and Rush, uh, they make a great tag team, but if you're going to keep doing them uh, separate as individuals, uh, let's make something out of them, and let's not advertise them as a tag team anymore and get him out of this group. He's wasting away another talent wasted, in my opinion. Two-time Ring of Honor champion. This guy's got all kinds of potentials. And he should have won this match, but he didn't. So anyways, uh, <clears throat> Orange Cassidy pins 10. And of course, the, in a sunset flip counter. And of course, he's going to pin 10 because he's not good enough to, to pin somebody like Rush. So that's why, that's the whole reason why 10 was even in this match to begin with. I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. They have the belt on this Orange Cassidy. You guys know how I feel about this. He is not worth the effort at all. And he's not worth the promotion. So is the Atlantic Championship going to be irrelevant like the tag team titles going forward on AEW? I don't know. 
Let's move on to last week's Monday Night Raw results. All right, so now this is not in any particular order. This is just how we announced the matches uh, on the last, on the 50th anniversary, or the, uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> I'm so far behind. The, this is how we, this is how we announced these matches the last time we talked about them. Uh, so Elias returns. Uh, and he's out in the ring, and he's begins to play the keyboard. And here comes Riddle with bongos. Says he's not there to interrupt, but he's a huge he's a huge fan of uh, Riddle's. Says he when Ezekiel was around, he he'd go so uh, he'd get so zeked up. Was the word he used? So I guess they're getting ready to play uh, play together. And then they're interrupted by Seth Rollins. Now, for those of you who don't know, on Sunday, yesterday, uh, my daughter and I went to the Sunday Stunner, uh, which was a, uh, uh, a show at a local town close to us. And it was amazing. Seth Rollins was there. He got the biggest pop. The, the final match, the main event, was Seth Rollins versus Riddle versus Bobby Lashley versus The Miz for the United States title. And it was a heck of a match. Of course, Seth Rollins won, but that, that whole show was pretty great. Ronda Rousey was there, uh, and you'll hear me talk more about it uh, as we go through these results, but it was, uh, it was pretty great. So then we had the official match, which was Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins for the United States Championship. As I mentioned when we first announced this match, this feud needs to be over with. I do not know why these two are still facing each other. Uh, yeah, Riddle has, he's done. I mean, he's, he should move on. And just like he did live last night, he also did on this show, he went for the RKO again. When is he going to stop playing off the one-time tag team partner, Randy Orton's moves? He did the DDT on the rope live and on this show. It's just, you know, and I'm glad that Steph Rollins beat him. He hit him with the stomp. Uh, of course, there was uh, a distraction because Elias was still out there. Uh, and but Steph Rollins did get the pinfall and, and retain the title. And then we have Gallus uh, and Anderson, the OC, uh, versus Alpha Academy. Uh, they win by pinfall. They beat the OC. And then we had a match uh, that was supposed to happen, Dexter Loomis versus The Miz. If Dexter Loomis wins, he gets a raw contract. Dexter Loomis is making his entrance, and The Miz, first of all, first of all, let me go to something that happened just before that. They are in the back doing an interview, and The Miz begins to scream. The camera shows that The Miz is holding his knee. He runs down a janitor who left the puddle that he just slipped in. He says he's he's tore his ACL and cannot meet tonight. Uh, he tells them to get a doctor. 
The Miz is in the trainer's room and won't let his knee be touched. Byron Saxton comes up and asks if he'll be able to face Dexter Loomis. Miz says his knee is too hurt. Saxton talks about how it appears this was staged. Miz says he is very injured. Of course, they'll say he staged it. Off screen, I love this, someone shouts, Oh my God, it's Dexter Loomis. A terrified Miz jumps up to his feet, showing his knee isn't injured. It turns out Johnny Gargano uh, <laughs> is the one doing it. He plays it off like uh, <laughs> he thought Byron Saxon was Dexter Loomis. Uh, and then the Miz says it's his superior DNA, what have you, is why he can wrestle tonight. I love Miz. Everybody knows that. But this Johnny Gargano thing in the Miz, I don't know where it's going, but it's going somewhere. And I'm looking forward to Raw tonight because I just have I just have this feeling there's going to be more shenanigans uh, happening between these two. We know there's a history with uh, Gargano and Loomis. Uh, there's no history there with the Miz, but you can't. There's these two guys are so funny, uh, and putting them together and against each other just makes perfect sense to me. So anyways, let's get back to the match. So the match is going to happen now. Dexter Loomis is walking out, and the Miz attacks him with a steel chair from behind on his way out like he doesn't even make it down the ramp. He beats him up with the chair, gives him a uh, his finishing move, the scroll-crushing finale, and uh, Loomis is down, not moving, and the Miz walks off. So I don't know if there's going to be a rematch or... What I mean, there's still so many unanswered questions. I am glad that they've got uh, Johnny Wrestling involved in this to kind of give it a little bit of a uh, comedy, uh, play a little bit of comedy into it because it was getting pretty much uh, stale, I guess you could say. It, it was getting to the point where it was the same old thing every single week, and that gets old for anybody, right? The next, we had a non-title tag team match. Or not, yeah, non-title. Uh, the uh, women's tag team champions, Damage Control. By the way, Damage Control and Bailey uh, were at the live event that I went to, and Bailey fought uh, the ponytail hair girl for uh, the title. She didn't win, unfortunately. But I learned something. By the way, that match ended up being great because <laughs> because we actually got two matches for one. Uh, by the end of the match, Damage Control got Bailey disqualified because they jumped in and attacked Bianca Belair. While attacking her, Alexa Bliss, who we didn't even know was in town, shows up, comes to the ring, and we have a second match with Bailey and uh, Dakota Kai versus Bianca Belair and uh, Alexa Bliss. So that was pretty awesome. What I wanted to get to, though, was on this match, or when I watched them live, Dakota Kai plays such an important role on the outside while Bailey is in her match that she does not get enough credit. She is phenomenal. 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 Uh, she's phenomenal, a part of uh, being a part of that tag team. It was great. Uh, Damage Control did win this match uh, by pinfall. We have AJ Styles who challenged Dominique Mysterio earlier that day from the Judgment Day. <laughs> Dominic, and, you know, 
It's going to go in the record books. It is what it is. Dominic Mysterio wins by pinfall. That's all you need to know. He wins by pinfall. Baron Corbin returns to Monday Night Raw with JBL. JBL. Why is he back? I do not understand. Uh, He's there to promote. I guess he's the manager for Baron Corbin now. I guess you could say. JBL's been in politics and in the business world for the last five years. Uh, I don't know. uh, Yeah. And Baron Corbin wins the match. And I'm sure that he's going to win the next couple because he's got JBL behind him. But I still don't look for this guy to do, to make any big splashes anymore in the WWE. I think he's done. And we had Brock Lesnar return. A little bit different story, though, than it was the week before. Uh, Bobby Lashley actually destroyed Brock Lesnar. He actually left him hurt. He seemed like he was in a lot of pain. A lot of pain. Uh, So we'll have to see what exactly happens there. And then we have the, let's see, let's move on to the Raw card for tonight. Not a whole lot of matches actually announced for tonight so far. We have Carl Anderson versus Finn Balor. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. Yeah, and that's about it. That's about it. <laughs> that's all they have uh, as far as being uh, you know, on the card so far. I'm sure they're going to add a whole lot more. It's a three-hour show, so they'll have to add more matches. But And, you know, they start in uh, two hours from now, so strange. They don't have more posted. I kind of like that, though. I kind of like uh, the Triple H regime, how they're doing things now. They're not putting all the spoilers and rumors out there. They're not giving any anything away unless they have to. So, yeah, I, I'm okay with it. It makes it kind of difficult to make predictions and so forth, but I'd rather have that than have spoilers and everybody talking about who won before the show even starts. So. And let's get to the SmackDown results. Uh, Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes. By the way, the Brawling Brutes were at the live event last night. Uh, they actually took on, they took on Imperium. Uh, and Gunther was there. He didn't wrestle, but he was there. Sheamus was not there. Probably because of what happened in this match. Uh, so during, uh, SmackDown, uh, the winner of the match was Solo. And here's the thing. It wasn't so much how the match ended, but after the victory, they attacked Sheamus and they wrapped a steel chair around his arm and beat it with another steel chair. He collapsed on the floor, holding his arm. The bloodline did celebrate. And then it cuts off and he goes backstage. And Bray Wyatt, it shows him pacing. He then apologizes for last week that he didn't get to finish what he was saying. Bray says he used to say all the time that revenge is a confession of pain. Why it feels like confessing some things today that could help. He 
he confesses that he has problems. He's always had problems. It's not hard for people to see, but a few of them, like anger, can take him places he doesn't want to be. Last time, it took him to a place that he shouldn't have came back from. He has had more chances than people have ever had. This time, he was happy and content with being left alone. Wyatt wanted to be left the hell alone, but he confesses that he's glad they didn't. Wyatt needed all of them. Wyatt is thankful for that because now he can see. Wyatt knows who you are and what they want. It won't work. Wyatt confesses that along this journey, he'll do horrible things, but he won't feel sorry for them. Wyatt is just a servant now and knows where the circle takes him. Wow. Read into that what you'd have. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm here for it. Whatever he wants to do, just do it. Uh, <clears throat> the next match, excuse me, uh, Liv Morgan versus Sonya Deville uh, ended up as a double countout. Morgan goes crazy after this match. She gets under the ring. There was a bunch of chairs under the ring. Uh, she goes to the timekeeper's area and gets more. <laughs> she puts them in a pile in the middle of the ring, puts Deville on the top rope, hits her suplex, uh, superplex, I guess you could call it, onto the chair pile, and smiles and crawls over to Deville, who is out, knocked out. Okay, so she fought Ronda Rousey uh, last night, and they completely got away from this character. Completely. She was the happy-go-lucky Harley Quinn type of character last night. She lost, of course. But it just wasn't... I don't know why they got away from this character. I, I just don't know what's going on. I I'm starting to believe she's not a part of the Wyatt Six. Uh, we we'll have to see. And then it shows Braun Strowman and Omos uh, go face-to-face. Uh, Omos actually pushes Strowman out of the ring. They're going to have a match at Crown Jewel. We knew, we knew that was coming. They were at the live event last night. Our truth comes out to the ring. This is last night. This wasn't on SmackDown. <laughs> this is on Sunday Stunner. Our truth comes out to the ring, and, and this guy's hilarious. And he says that he wants to pay homage to a superstar that he watched while he was growing up. While he watched <laughs> the superstar that he wanted to pay homage to was someone who did the open challenge, John Cena. So you guys know, as I know, R-Truth is a heck of a lot older than John Cena. Been wrestling many years before John Cena ever got into the business. So he's out there, and he issues an open challenge. MVP comes out. We didn't know that he was going to be there. MVP comes out, and 
accepts the challenge. Our truth's all happy. He says that, uh, you know, because he, he, he believes he's facing MVP. MVP then, then makes a statement, oh, I didn't accept the challenge for me. And then here comes Omos. Omos comes out, <laughs> and I've got to tell this story real quick. Omos comes out, and R-Truth does everything he can to get out of this match. He, t- <laughs> he tells Omos that he's his pappy. He's his dad. And he grew up, son. <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't work. Uh, he even introduced Omos to his little nephew, little Jimmy. It didn't work. It did not work. Uh, MVP ends up uh, taking his cane and hitting little Jimmy, I guess you could say, swinging at him. And then R-Truth tries to do something to Omos, tries to attack him, but it doesn't work. Anyways, Omos beats him pretty quick, real quick. And then he starts attacking him. And here comes Braun Strowman. Somebody else that didn't know was going to be there. Braun Strowman comes and hits the ring. They face off and they finally go at it. They finally put hands on each other, not just a one hit and you're out of the ring or what have you. And Braun Strowman got his revenge back uh, last night. He knocked Omos completely out of the ring. Uh, MVP pretty much got in between the two of them and had Omos go back to the uh, back to the dressing room. So that, I thought that was pretty cool. Let's get let's head back to SmackDown. Uh, results. Damage control uh, with Bailey win against, uh, this was for the title, against Shotzi and Raquel Rodriguez. Uh, the winners by pinfall were, of course, damage control. Uh, they retained their titles. And then we had something that actually was set up earlier that day. Rey Mysterio, when he's coming into the building, uh, the Imperium, without Gunther, told him how big of a mistake that he was making to face Gunther at Crown Jewel for his title. And that's how this match evolved. So Rey Mysterio versus Ludwig from Imperial. Rey Mysterio did win by pinfall. I really, I'm not looking forward to that match with Mysterio against Gunther. I think it's a waste of time. But, of course, Crown Jewel, really, who cares about Crown Jewel besides the WWE? Let's just be honest about it. Nobody here in America really cares about it. You make our women feel trashy and completely cover themselves. You've got this punk Logan Paul in the main event because this dictator is a fan of his. Shame on you, WWE. And shame on you, Triple H. I thought you were better than this. I was actually hoping that the crown jewel would be a thing of the past once you took over creative, but evidently filthy Luther is your guide just like Pep's, right? Speaking of Logan Paul, he comes out to the ring running his mouth like normal and Jay Uso, who was warned earlier that day by Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn told Jay Uso that Roman didn't want them to touch Logan Paul and let him believe that he was actually in their mind. Jey Uso disobeyed, of course, uh, the warning 
and he attacked Logan Paul from behind, cutting off his promo and just punched the punched away. I mean, he was beating on him in the corner. He super kicked him. Uh, he had a one of the hip attacks that they do. By the way, the Usos are they were there last night. They are fantastic live. They were fantastic, fantastic. They fought uh, Kevin Owens and uh, Johnny Gargano last night, and they are fantastic live. They retained the belts. Uh, so he did the hit. Here comes Sammy running down to try to talk, I guess, some sense into Jey Uso. And he tells him that these orders are coming from Roman Reigns, not him. And Jay does pause for just a moment. Seems like he thinks about it. But then he goes right back after Logan Paul, who levels him, knocks him out with a big right hand, and leaves him in the ring. And it goes off showing Sami Zayn acting like he's shocked, you know, holding to his head, doing only how Sami can do. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I'm sure that we will get more of a more clarification on what the fallout's going to be for Jey Uso not paying attention to Roman Reigns' orders. I do need to report that Naomi has re-signed with the WWE. She will be joining her husband, Jey Uso, as a part of the bloodline. This is something I've been looking for to happen for a long time now. And I think it could be a good thing. The only thing I'm curious about is the Sami Zayn part of the bloodline. Because it looks like the wedge that he's dividing is has squarely to do with her husband in real life. Jay Uso. So, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. Hey, Triple H is great at creative. I mean, I have my, he has his faults. I have my issues with him on uh, Saudi Arabia and, and, and that, but he has done a great job as far as creative all the way around. And I'm sure this story is going to shock and all most of us. Shock and all. They did have NXT's Halloween Havoc. I know a lot of you listening don't really care about NXT, <laughs> and that's fine. I, I'm not a uh, I'm not a huge fan uh, anymore. I used to be. However, uh, just to keep you updated, uh, Braun he's a, he's Rick Steiner's son. I don't know why this guy doesn't just use the Steiner name. He dresses like him. He barks like him. He retained the title. Uh, Mandy Rose, she retained her title. Uh, I think that was the two mainly important matches in all that. Uh, Joe Gracie is still on NXT. So all the rumors about him being a part of the Wyatt Six, I think we can put those to rest now. He's still on NXT. He still got his little quote. He had a casket match. Uh, during the pay-per-view. So, yeah, I I actually thought that uh, Rick Steiner Jr. (laughs) I actually thought that he was going to lose his title 
at the pay-per-view on Saturday only because I thought he was coming to the main roster. But who knows, because there's so many people right now from the main roster floating over and back and forth to NXT. Does it really matter? I mean, you talk about there's no brand split between SmackDown and Raw right now. They're starting to make it to where there's no split between NXT and the main roster when it comes to superstars. We've had uh, Rhea Ripley, Ricochet, uh, name it. We've had them there. Gunther. We've had all these superstars wrestling on NXT now. And it's not like NXT is short of superstars. That's definitely not the issue. So what have we seen happening here is the question. And more news coming out of Ring of Honor. Uh, Same thing they've been saying for months. Not going to get too indulged in it. Uh, They're working on a deal, television deal. It's coming soon. Yeah, we've heard that and heard that. Either put up or shut up. People, true fans are sick of it. We're sick of seeing your titles being defended on AEW when you have so many great superstars that you're not utilizing. We're just done. So I love Ring of Honor, but I don't care right now. I just want you to do one thing or the other, either start it or put it to bed. All right, folks, so that is all the time we do have for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to Against the Mat Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, the Kentucky guy, Donnie Cage. We'll be back this Friday. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. As always, God bless and God bless America.